Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. This Weekly Standard Podcast is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. Whether you live in one of the many communities dependent upon sugar production or are a taxpayer saving scarce federal dollars, you're benefiting from America's sugar producers. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. Right now, it's time to talk about the amazing week that was in Washington, D.C. with Fred Barnes, editor at the Weekly Standard. And Fred, in your history as a journalist, have you seen many weeks like this one before? Um, I would say approximately never. <laughs> the, uh, uh, they don't come quite in this uh, uh, rapid order. You know, you have the IRS, AP, Benghazi's been around a little longer, but of course, uh, with all the emails coming out, uh, we've learned a lot more about it uh, than we did before. I mean, currently, as we're talking, I'm, I'm watching the hearings before the House Ways and Means Committee uh, about the whole IRS uh, strategy of targeting uh, conservative groups. And and uh, I'll have to say that uh, Stephen Miller, the outgoing acting director of IRS, is not doing very well. I mean, are we supposed to believe that uh, one there was not targeting? This was he called it at one point horrible customer service. <laughs> he said foolish mistakes were made. It was it was poor service that we provided, and these IRS employees, all of whom have no political views, of course. We're trying to be more efficient in carrying out their duties. It goes on and on and on. Uh, you know, this is, uh, uh, is is not believable. And so far, the committee, uh, the Ways and Means Committee, hasn't learned a lot. But uh, uh, they've learned that uh, uh, they're not going to get much from the top official at IRS who, so, or, or who was. So we're supposed to believe that the Tea Party patriot folks should be flattered that the Obama administration wanted to give them this special service, this additional customer <laughs> service. This was, they were really worried about them, and that's why they helped them out by denying all of their applications for 25 mm -hmm. months. Wow. And, and slow-walking others and asking totally inappropriate questions about the donors and about uh, were they on the Internet and, 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 and so Facebook many things pages. like that, which uh, even, I mean, the IRS has said it has stopped asking questions about that and targeting them for that. But uh, it certainly went on for a while, and you can't help uh, but think that uh, one thing had had to do with it, which which uh, really prompted the IRS to go after these hundreds of uh, Tea Party groups. Uh, and it wasn't – it was because they were under pressure from Democratic senators who wrote letters to them saying, you know, look at this group. Uh, uh, Senator Carl Levin of Michigan, for one, said, look at these groups, and other senators who just said, to look at these uh, uh, Tea Party type groups, and then there was President Obama attacking uh, uh, these groups publicly over and over again a dozen times, and talking about, well, gee, maybe they're financed by uh, foreigners and so on. So, uh, IRS was under some partisan pressure mm -hmm. uh, from Democrats and the president. Uh, there was another report out today at the end of the week, Fred, from uh, Cheryl Atkinson, who's been doing an outstanding job at CBS News on Benghazi. And she got, uh, I think it was eight members of the Obama team who were involved in Benghazi, all of them off the record, she had to, to agree to that, to explain what really happened. And they acknowledge errors and missteps. And here's my favorite part. We're portrayed by Republicans as either being lying or idiots, said one Obama administration official part of the response. It's actually closer to us being idiots. Have you ever seen a president defend himself by arguing, we're just really stupid, please give us a break? <laughs> well, uh, no, but it, it comes only because then we'll have a better defense. You know, in truth, what they were doing was hiding facts that they didn't want to come out, hiding them from the American people. This was a, 
this was a, a, a clearly a cover-up. You know, Carl uh, uh, Bob Woodward this morning, uh, the famous Watergate investigator for the White uh, for the Washington Post, pointed uh, pointed out that when we call these things talking points, you know, the things that were that Susan Rice uh, uh, referred to when she appeared before those five uh, Sunday morning shows six days after the uh, Benghazi attack or seven days, something like that, they're more than just talking points. These are the administrations. Uh, and the White Houses and the State Department and the CIA's ex- explanation of what happened. And, of course, they left out any uh, the, the things about al-Qaeda and terrorist uh, attacks and so on and, and, and put out a story that was utterly false about how the uh, demonstrate there was a demonstration about that uh, uh, video about Muhammad that spurred this uh, a peaceful demonstration that went bad. And that was it. That was the most important thing. That was the that was the main reason. Uh, so look on the as we know explicitly uh, now from the talk uh, from the emails, this was a cover up about what really happened because it would embarrass the State Department and the White House and to some extent the CIA as well. Uh, we also saw the the uh, transformation of the smartest president ever into the administration of Sergeant Schultz from Hogan's Heroes this week. When we saw uh, Attorney General Eric Holder, who apparently knows nothing. I'm now worried, Fred, after watching his testimony. Maybe he was a blow to the head or something. He's suffering a form of amnesia. <laughs> um, my producer on my radio show up in Boston put a string of the I don't knows together. No joke. It was like a minute and a half. Stuff like I don't know when I recused myself. I don't know whether I wrote that down. I'm only 95% certain about who issued the order to grab those AP records. I, it, was, it was astonishing. Well, uh, there are two things that he didn't do. Uh, I think one of them is that he didn't uh, uh, let us know what he did know. Um, he, he said, I don't know. He Look, he's the attorney general. He had to know uh, uh, more than that. Uh, he, he had to know at least something. Uh, and the other is uh, he's hiding things. Um, so, you know, we've seen that in, uh, in, in all the emails we've seen about the Benghazi case, and uh, there's bound to be some of this here. But do you think that a, uh, an attorney general, particularly, once again, an administration that sold itself as we're smarter than you, mm-hmm. we're the Barack Brain Trust, can he really sell the weird dopes? We don't know. I, I don't know what the heck's going on. And can he keep his job with all of these abuses on his watch and then with his explanation being, well, I, I don't really run anything. I just show up and collect the check. Well, you know, uh, President Obama has already specifically – said he has full confidence in Eric Holder as attorney general. Uh, I, I think that now has become an untenable position, and, and Eric Holder may have planned to stay for the full second-year term, but uh, I doubt if he'll uh, stay out the year or maybe even the month. Well, the people of Massachusetts will be happy to send their governor, Deval Patrick, down to be the attorney general <laughs> and fill in. Well, I hate to say whatever uh, the governor's flaws may be, he'll be a, a distinct improvement. I, I actually, Fred, back when he was at the uh, department under Clinton, he was notorious for, for he was the guy. Do you remember that terrible case of the school teachers in New Jersey? And they specifically said we're going to fire the white teacher because we have to make room for a black teacher. And even Reverend Jesse Jackson wanted to bail out of the lawsuit because it was just so damaging to the racial quotas. He was the guy, Deval Patrick, who said, no, let's keep fighting. Let's keep fighting to make it okay to fire white people. He was, mm. yeah, he's, okay, he's well, a nut. I take, so. I take back what I said then. Maybe he wouldn't be an improvement. <laughs> well, I'll tell this. In Massachusetts, they think it would be an improvement to have him move along. So we'd be very happy. To well, they did reelect him. 
That is true. Well, but it is Massachusetts. I mean, let's face it. Indeed. All you need is a D. The one, my question for you, last question for you, Fred. President Obama standing up and saying of the Benghazi story, there's no there there. Mm -hmm. Is that going to be the sentence people remember about the Obama administration, kind of like the Miss Lewinsky sentence from the Clinton administration? Well, it'll be one of them. Uh, you know, I mean, it'll be like uh, Richard Nixon saying, I am not a crook, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit, but less than that. But it's, uh, I mean, it, uh, it's, uh, you know, palpably false. I think they'll particularly remember uh, what Hillary Clinton said in her testimony in January uh, before a congressional committee that, what does it matter now? You know, what does it matter who was responsible <laughs> for allowing the four Americans to be killed in Benghazi and, and, and troops were not sent and, and so on? What does it matter? I think this will uh, may even that alone may inhibit her from running for president in 2016. It should. Fred Barnes, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Good. Always good to talk to you, Michael. Thanks so much. This Weekly Standard podcast brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. Also check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.